0: Welcome to Classic Comedy of Old Time Radio. I'm your host, Ron Eckelbarger. Are you ready to live the life of Riley? This is episode number 187 of The Life of Riley, entitled Father and Son Banquet. It originally aired on February 7th,
1: 1948. It's new. It's amazing. It's Prell, P-R-E-L-L, Procter & Gamble's new radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube. Well, brings you The Life of Riley.
2: <laughs>
1: well, the shampoo that removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes and leaves hair radiantly clean, radiantly lovely, presents The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. <laughs> Chester A. Riley and his friend and co worker, Jim Gillis, start bragging about their respective sons, Junior and Egbert. The superlatives fly thick and fast. At the moment, Gillis and
3: Riley are walking home from work. All I say, Riley, is, is did you ever stop to ask yourself what kind of a boy your Junior is? My Junior? Well, he's a boyish type boy. Believe me, Riley, your Juniors are nothing. But look at my Egbert. Look at
2: my Egbert.
3: Look at my Egbert. Well, I've looked at your egg bird, and you've got my deepest sympathy.
2: <laughs> Calm
3: down, Riley. Why should we lose your temper? Well, uh, you're always slighting my junior. and it hurts. All I mean is, if you want your boy to amount to something, you've got to watch him when he's young. Find out what's his talent, and nourish him. Why? Why? A delicate flower won't grow unless it's fertilized. Well, my egg bird is a flower, and I'm his fertilizer. <laughs> Well, my junior's got talent Plenty of talent Oh, yeah? What? Well, uh, they last summer at the beach He swam underwater for five minutes without coming up for air That's a talent Oh, sure, sure, that's a fine talent If you want him to grow up to be a barracuda <laughs> I'm talking a talent for a career Oh Here, here, look at this uh, It's a copy of what they're going to say about my egg weight in the class yearbook What yearbook? Didn't your junior show you his? Well, I can guess why. Yeah, well, well, well he, he'll show it to me. He, he probably didn't get this month's yearbook. I mean, he, I guess he forgot. He... Yeah, take a look. Ain't great Gillis. Activities: President of the Chemistry Club. Best subject: Chemistry. Prizes: Aluminum medal for chemistry. Hobby: Chemistry. And guess what it says on the future profession? Streetcar conductor. Street. <laughs> Chemical engineer. Oh, sure. Chemical engineer. Why, one of these days, Eggboy Gillis will be working for the DuPont Corporation. And who knows? He may marry one of the DuPont girls. How will I be a proud father when I look up who's who and see my son's name? Eggboy DuPont.
2: <laughs>
3: oh, yeah. Well, I've seen my junior swim underwater for eight minutes. He almost drowned it. Face the facts, Riley. Without talent, your son ain't going to have no future. Boy, when you sound like a dope at the father and son dinner next Monday. Well, well, what father and son dinner? Don't your kid tell you nothing? The class is giving a banquet for the boys and their fathers only. But mothers can come too. And every father is going to talk about his kid's future profession. What are you going to say, Riley? What's your boy's future going to be? I'll think of something, So don't worry about me. I'll see that my boy has a future if it takes me a hundred (laughs) years. Junior! Junior, did you find that yearbook?
2: Yeah, Pop,
4: I just found it. Oh, Riley, I don't understand you. For months, you don't show the slightest interest in junior school. Then all of a sudden, you get the...
3: you want our boy to have a future, don't you? Well, I want to see his future on paper.
4: Here's a proof, Pop.
3: It was in my briefcase. Oh, let's see. Uh, hey. Oh, here we are. Chester A. Riley, Jr. Activities. Substitute cheerleader. Cheerleader. For this, I spent $50 to take out your tonsils. Gee whiz, Pop. All right, was... all right, all right. We'll let that pass. Let's see what it says about your future profession. Uh, oh, here it is. Future profession. A question mark. <laughs> Well, I don't know. What do you mean, you don't know? Oh,
4: be reasonable, Riley. It just means Junior hasn't made up his mind yet.
3: Yeah, well, it's time he did. After all, he's 13, and all he's got on his mind are movies, movies, movies.
4: And when you were 13, what did you have on your mind?
3: Why, when I was 13, I... I... uh, Okay, Peg, I admit I was kind of wild when I was 13, and... (laughs) You were right not to elope with me, but... Now, 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 tell me, Junior, what do you think you'd like to be,
4: huh? Well, gosh, gotcha. I don't know. Well,
3: but there must be some kind of work you'd like to do. Oh, well. Well, I wouldn't mind a job like yours, I guess. No. Well, that's fine. That, that's just dandy. I I can just hear the horse laugh. I'll get at the school dinner when I get up and say, my son wants to be just like me. <laughs> Junior, think. There must be something you feel you'd like to be.
4: I told you yesterday, Pop. I I just don't know. But
3: you've got to know. What am I gonna say at the dinner when they get Oh, what's the use?
4: Junior, dear, why didn't you tell us about
3: this dinner? You forgot, was that it? Yeah, I no,
4: I just didn't think you'd want to go.
3: Well, why shouldn't I want to go? I'm your father, ain't I? You certainly are, dear. Thanks for backing me up, Peg (laughs) Now look, son Excuse me, Pop I got to wash up for stuff Yeah, but but I (coughs) want to Oh, Peg, we might as well face it Our boy is a failure It takes some men 50 years to become a failure Junior did it in 13 (laughs) Now it isn't that
2: serious
4: But he's still a baby He's got plenty of time to decide later on When he's in college
2: It's
3: too late, then He's got to have talent now if I only knew what it was. I could build it up. Now, 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 now if he wanted to be, let, let's say, a, an artist, I'd I'd give him paints to play around with. Or, or if he wanted to be a writer, I'd give him pencils and paper. Or if he wanted to be a banker, I'd give him... I don't want him to be a banker. I...
4: He'll decide when the time comes.
3: You know, Peg, talent runs in families. Maybe Junior... Let's see now... Uh, Whoever amounted to anything on my side of the family? Anyway. Well, let's look at your side of the family.
4: But my father had a second cousin who was a great surgeon. No kidding? Yes, Ezra Barker. He was very famous.
3: Hey, maybe Junior takes after him. Oh,
4: don't be silly. Well, why
3: not? Surgery, that could be his talent. Only it's hidden. But I'll find out if it's there.
4: Well, what are you gonna do? Let Junior take out your appendix? Oh,
3: please. Now, don't be ridiculous. You know I had my appendix out a year ago. But you've still got yours.
2: Riley.
3: I, 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 I mean, I'll think of something. Don't worry. I'll think of something.
2: <laughs> oh,
3: this soup was delicious. Nice and tender. Uh, please pass the olives, Pop. Yeah, here, son.
2: Well, here we
4: are.
3: Oh, roast chicken. My favorite dish.
4: Here, you carve, Riley. Yeah, it'll
3: be a pleasure. Here's a carving knife, Pop. Thanks, son. Thanks. Right. Uh. Wait a minute. Uh, What's the matter? Why are you staring at me, Pop? Peg, look. Look at Junior's fingers. I washed them. No. No, I mean, they're so long and slender and delicate.
4: Oh, go on and carve, Riley.
3: No. Junior, you carve. Me?
4: Now, Riley! No, Peg,
3: I know what I'm doing. Go on, Doctor. Uh, <laughs> Junior.
4: Okay, now,
3: I always wanted a car. You did? You see, Peg, I was right. Go ahead, grab that scalpel and start operating, Doc.
4: Yeah. <laughs> okay, nurse. What'll you have, Mom? Oh, I'd like the leg, dear. I'll have a wing. Wait, take some white meat for yourself, Junior. Yeah, okay. Well, here goes. Uh-huh. Yes. 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 Ah, Yes. This chicken's tough. Why, yes. it is not! It's like butter. Yeah, well, well, Junior,
3: don't tear the leg off like that. That was a human being on that platter. He'd resent it. I guess I'm not very good at this. No, no, no. Don't say that, Doc. You're good. You're good. Here's yours, Mom.
2: Thanks, dear.
3: Here, Pop. Here's the wing. The wing? You call this the wing? Why, this is the... Fine surgeon you turned out to be... <laughs> Some surgeon, the way he was tearing at that poor chicken. Oh, forget it, will you? That's all you've been harping about for the last hour. I can't forget it. A father's got a duty to his kid. Junior's going to amount to something if I... Where, where is he, anyway? Oh, now,
4: leave him alone. He's
3: in his room reading. Reading? Oh, that.
4: Well, he's got some new book about big game hunting in Africa.
3: No kidding. He's interested in that.
4: <laughs> I guess so. He's had his
3: nose stuck in that book for a week. Well, that's it. A big game hunter. That's what he'll be. Oh, for heaven's sake. That's even better than being a doctor. He'll bring him back alive.
2: <laughs> <laughs> There's a
3: fortune in it. Oh, stop dreaming. Another Frank Buck. That's a real profession. Just think, Pete. He'll go all over the world stalking elephants, trapping lions, shooting tigers. You know, that takes guts. It takes real courage. Junior! Junior, pal. what's the matter? Oh, Junior! Junior, why are you standing on a bureau?
2: There's a mouse in my room. <laughs>
3: what a revolting development this is.
2: <laughs>
3: well, Ronnie, did you figure out what you're going to say at the father and son dinner? Well, I, uh... I, I I ain't sure I'm going, Gillis. Something came up, and I... Oh, I, I see. Too bad, pal. Oh, well, I got my speech all wrote, and afterwards, my Egg is going to perform one of his chemical experiments. Okay, Gillis. Okay. Yes, sir, and right I... in front of all of them people. Egg will take a test tube, a couple of chemicals, figure out a secret formula, and invent iodine. <laughs> or maybe bicarbonate of soda. Yeah, I... I... Guess you were right, Gillis. Junior's got no ambition. He don't show no interest in anything. So oh, what? I wouldn't worry about it. But just to be on the safe side, I'd have the kid's head examined. What? Are you hinting to something wrong with my junior? Oh, no, no, no. Nothing like that. But, you know, kids his age get these here, uh, complexes. What I meant was, maybe you ought to have him psycho, uh, uh, analyzed. You know, like in the movies, Gregory Peck lays down on the couch... And Ingrid Bergman finds out what's going on in his noodle. <laughs> That's enough, Gillis. I ain't gonna stand here and let you insult my junior. Okay, you Okay, okay. Just giving you a friend. There's call. nothing wrong with my junior. He's just as normal as I am. I'd better have that kid psychologized. <laughs> oh, Riley, I'm
2: going
4: over to Mrs. Benny's for a minute. Will you? Riley, what on earth are you doing?
3: I'm reading. Well, what's the matter? Didn't you ever see a guy read a book before?
4: Well, yes, but you haven't touched a book since last
3: summer when you wanted to press
4: that flower. what book is it?
3: Oh, it's just something I picked up in the library. Well, let me see. Oh, don't, Peg. Oh, an introduction to psychoanalysis by Dr. Sigmund
4: Freud. What do you want with that?
3: Nothing special. I'm just in the mood for a little light reading, that's all.
4: All right, dear. You go right on with your reading. I'll wake you up when I get back.
3: Bye. Uh, where was I? Oh, here, here. Case Y. The patient was 14-year-old boy suffering from complex neuroses during adolescence. Well, Junior's almost 14. Let's see now. Chief Symptoms, indecision, Vaccination uh, vaccination, Sense of inferiority Lack of interest Oh, that's Junior's case, exactly Analysis revealed basic cause to be an octopus complex And a deep-rooted hatred of his father Oh, no He hates me He hates me How could he hate me when I'm so lovable?
2: <laughs>
3: However complete cure was effected by inducing patient to talk freely and frankly admit this father hatred. Once this mental block was removed, patient became normal and adjusted, and today is outstanding attorney. Imagine that, just because the kid admitted he hated his father. Junior, come in here.
4: Did you call me, Pop?
3: Yes, I did. Junior, I lay down. The what? I said lay down over there on the couch.
4: Oh, but I'm not tired. Do
3: as I say, lay down. Remember, I'm your father.
4: Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll lie
3: down. Now, now tell me, son, who's your father? My what? Don't get up. Lay there. Now, come on. Who's your father? Well, you are. Now, hey, now, we're getting somewhere.
2: <laughs> now, uh,
3: how do you feel about me, son? How do I feel? Yeah, you hate me, don't you? Who, me?
2: Oh, of course not.
3: Come on, come on. Admit it. Say you hate me. But I don't hate you. Now, don't be stubborn, Junior. Before I'm through with you, you'll hate me. <laughs> Let me up, will you, Pop? You're sitting on me. No, I ain't getting off you till you're cured. Now, come on, talk freely. Admit you hate me, and you'll make me the happiest man in the world. But I don't hate you, Pop. I love you. You don't love me. You hate me. Oh my
4: goodness, what's all the shouting
3: about? Oh, Peg, we might as well face it. Junior loves me. It's <laughs> <laughs> the hopeless days.
1: the second act of the life of Riley in a moment.
2: Say, Ken,
4: from Maine to California, the family choice is Prell, Procter & Gamble's new radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube.
1: Of course, Prell's a family favorite for two reasons.
4: First, Prell leaves hair far more radiant than old-fashioned soap or soap shampoo because Prell can't leave a dulling soap film.
1: Second, Prell removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes. Examinations by a group of doctors proved it. In case after case, even stubborn dandruff was controlled by only two shampoos a week.
4: And how the family loved that handy Prel tube. No messy jars, no slippery bottles. Prel's easy to use.
1: Economical too. A little makes mountains of lathers. So, for hair radiantly clean, radiantly soft and smooth, ask for...
4: P-R-E-L-L Pearl shampoo. Leave hair radiant, gleaming bright.
2: Not
1: a
4: bit of dandruff is in sight. Comes in a
1: tube, handy too.
2: P-R-E-L-L shampoo.
1: By Prell. And now back to
3: the Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Hello, Peggy.
4: Oh dear you're home
3: early well tonight's the school bank what i got to straighten some things out where's junior
4: he's in his room now you leave junior alone dr freud he's my boy too and i'm not worried about his future
3: yeah but what'll i say at that dinner tonight dear?
4: what you always say at dinner more meat please <laughs> <laughs>
3: but the speech all oh, the other fathers will make a speech and i'll be speechless
4: oh so what now go on get dressed it's late i ain't going you're not goat no all right, then don't go. I'll go alone with Junior. Oh, well, say, Mom, can you let me have two spools of thread and a needle in your scissors? Well, it's in my sewing basket in my room, dear. What do you want it for? Well, I got an idea to make something. Uh,
3: Some son I got. Instead of taking chemicals and inventing something, he plays around with needles and thread. Guess we're raising a tailor. <laughs> Some profession. Well, what's wrong with being a tailor? Why... Hey, that's right. There's nothing wrong with it. Only not a tailor. A dress designer. Maybe that's his talent. Oh, now don't oh, I it. got a feeling this is it. A dress designer. Oh. Why, well, there's a fortune in it. He'll have a saloon in Paris and a saloon in...
2: Paris. <laughs> it's <laughs>
3: salon. And just think. When all them young society debutantes come out, they'll come out of his dresses. <laughs> oh, he'll be famous. What a thrill when you and me go to Paris and we look up when we see the big sign with his name, our son, Madam Junior Riley.
2: <laughs>
4: come down to earth, will you? Just because he asked for a needle and thread doesn't mean... No, no,
3: this time I got a hunch. Come on, let's go see what our little genius is creating.
4: Huh? Riley, I- I've got to finish. No, come on, on. <laughs>
3: this is more important. Oh, hey, Madam Junior. Wha- huh? Uh, show your mother and me your creation. My what? What you made with the needle and thread? Oh no! I... Now come on, don't be so modest. Show us.
4: Okay.
3: Look. Isn't that the most? Is that what you made? What on earth is it? It's a yo-yo. <laughs> Our little genius made a yo-yo. <laughs> My son, I got. I depend on him, and he lets me down. Well, I learned my lesson. This is the last time anybody'll ever let me down.
1: I wouldn't be too sure of that. Who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly Undertaker.
2: <laughs> going
1: my way?
3: Why, I don't know where you're going, Digger. Into the school
1: there, to the father and son dinner. Uh. I'm going to deliver a little eulogy about my son. Marblestone. <laughs> He's already inside, waiting for the services to begin.
3: Uh, you, you've got a fine boy there, oh,
1: he adores me. He worships the very ground I work in.
3: Yeah, for well, well, tell me, Digger, have you found out what his profession is going to be?
1: Ah, yes. I've known ever since he was three years old. One day at the beach, he buried me in the sand. <laughs>
3: Well, yeah, but that don't prove nothing. He buried
1: you. me six feet deep. That's good enough for me.
3: <laughs> well, I don't know what's the matter with my junior. He never, never buried me. He's got no interest, not even a hobby.
1: Oh, everyone should have a hobby. Now, me, I'm an animal man myself. Huh? I love to watch the gophers making their little mounds. Beautiful technique. I love to watch a turtle when it's flat on its back. But best of all, I love to sit near a lily pond and watch the frogs croak.
2: <laughs>
1: but come, Riley, we'll be late for the festivities.
3: No, I, I ain't going in. Peg's going with Junior, but I ain't going. I ain't got nothing to say. Riley,
1: I despise cowards.
3: Digger, you really think I ought to go?
1: When Odell says you've got to go, you go. Okay. In that case, we'd better be shoveling off. (laughs) And, ladies and gentlemen, I leave you with this thought. My 30 years as a teacher and principal have convinced me of the truth of the old saying the boy is father to the man.
4: Oh, the principal's a wonderful speaker, Jr. Yeah, he's okay for a principal. Hello, Peg. Wiley! I'm so glad you came, dear. Hiya, Pop. Take a chair. Sit down. Yeah.
1: And uh, now we're going to hear from another proud father, Mr. James Madison
3: Gillard. All right. Oh, I hope they won't ask me to speak. Don't worry, they won't ask you unless you tell them you want to speak. Uh, well, I'm not sure going to. Mr. Principal, fellow fathers and mothers, I'm sure we all enjoyed the cute little talk the principal just gave us. But now we come to something interesting. Now, I ain't the kind of a father that likes to boast about his kids. I believe that actions speak louder than words. So now, my son, Eggweight, is going to perform a very unusual chemical experiment right before you arrive. Eggweight? Yes, Papa? <laughs> what are you going to invent, son, with your chemical set? Well, I think I'll make some N-A-C-L. You hear that, folks?
2: He's gonna make
3: knuckle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Junior, why couldn't you have a knack for making knuckle? For oh, N-A-C-L, it's just sodium chloride table salt. Mm-hmm. Well, go that, Edmund. The floor is used. Well, oh, I'm not quite ready yet, Papa. Oh. Well, while we wait, waiting, we can kill a little time by hearing from one of the other part. Eh, uh, eh, uh, oh, oh.
2: Tell
3: us about my good friend Riley.
2: No, no, no. Tell us about John
3: Junior's future. No, no, I can't. It's a secret. Come on, Riley, say something. Everybody's staring. Well, I, uh, <clears throat> uh, Mr. Principal, uh, fellow fathers, and fellow mothers.
2: <laughs> well,
3: uh, for a long time now, I've been studying my boy Junior. First, I thought Junior was going to be a. And then it turned out that he wasn't going to be that. And. Instead, we thought he had talent for, uh, uh... But we found out he really didn't have talent for... Uh, so, we... Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I give you my wife's son, Junior. Oh, Papa, I don't want to talk. Oh, God, you want me to be disgraced? Papa, I'm ready now. Oh, it's my ready now. Okay, ladies, sit down. Okay. Go ahead, x my dear boy.
4: And this here test tube here... I have some hydrochloric acid here. You hear that, folks?
3: Hydrochloric acid. Go ahead, darling.
4: Now, I take this Bunsen burner here and heat the contents of this test tube here. Observe how it burns with the... a... <laughs> oh!
2: oh the fuck? It exploded. exploded. Anyway, anyway, let me look at you.
3: tell oh. anyway, oh. darling, what happened to your eyebrows? Oh, my poor, I He lost his eyebrows. Papa, Papa, my
4: hand got burned. Oh, my hand. Is there a
3: doctor
4: in the house? Get a doctor, quick. Well, he'll be all right, Mr. Gillis. I know what to do. It hey, where's the tannic acid? Oh, here. Now, hold out your hand, Egbert. There,
1: there, there. Now, you'll be all right in a minute. Oh,
4: that feels good, Junior. Here, here, stand aside. I'm a
1: doctor. Let me see that hand.
4: I put tannic acid on it, doctor.
1: Oh, good. Exactly what I would have done. That was quick thinking, son. You'll make a fine doctor someday. Peg,
3: you'll make a doctor. I'm going to sue the Board of Education for this.
4: But I'm all right now, Papa.
3: Oh, no, you're not all right. I'm going to sue. There must have been something wrong with that Bunsen bite. I'll sue. That's what I'll do. Well, you can't sue, Mr. Gillis. It was Egbert's own Bunsen
1: burner. The school's not responsible. Yeah, the boy's right, Mr. Gillis. You have no case here. Oh, yeah? What do you know about it? Well, aside from being the principal, I also happen to be a lawyer.
3: A lawyer? Well, we'll see about that. I'm taking this case to court. I'll bet you you lose, Mr. Gillis. I'll bet you five to one. Five to one? Peg, Peg. Oh, what's the matter? Now I know what Junior's gonna be. Hey, everybody, listen. I know what my Junior's gonna be. He's gonna be a doctor, a lawyer, and a bookmaker.
1: <laughs> the Rileys will be back in just a moment. For radiant hair, it's Prell, Procter & Gamble's new radiant cream shampoo in a handy tube. Miss Margaret McLean of New York City says,
4: Since I use Prell, my boyfriend says he's never seen my hair so attractive. And it's true. Prell leaves my hair sparkling with radiance. Soft and smooth, easy to care for.
1: Yes, one trial and you'll agree. Prell's amazing for two reasons. One, Prell removes unsightly dandruff quickly. Two, Prell leaves hair radiantly beautiful. Your thing about.
4: T R E L L Pearl Shampoo. Sleep hair radiant, gleaming bright. Not a bit of dandruff is in sight. Comes in a tube, handy too.
2: T R E L L Pearl Shampoo.
3: The way Junior came through tonight Junior's gonna have a great future Of course he is Yeah, Junior's okay You see, we'll be proud of that boy I'll bet you in ten years He'll be so rich He won't even talk to us Oh, we'll be proud of that boy (laughs) This is Riley, alias William Bendix Give gladly Red Cross serves you. In the past year, nearly 400,000 persons were given disaster rehabilitation aid in 46 states, the District of Columbia and Alaska. Red Cross serves you with emergency relief when disaster strikes. Put Red Cross in your budget. Give gladly to the 1948 fund drive. Good night, folks. Gamble advice you
1: to join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. The script is by Alan Lipscott and Reuben Schiff. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger Odell is John Brown. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker.
3: along on a tandem she go her blouses she
1: kept white and curly. with wonderful ivory snow ah wonderful ivory snow just the beauty bath to keep your lovely blouses lingerie and nylons new looking longer and your hands will tell you why ivory snow keeps nice things lovely longer prove it this week wash dishes with ivory snow When you see how it pampers your hands, you'll know it's extra kind to your fine fabrics. There's no other soap like it. Ivory Snow is the only soap, both ivory mild and granulated for efficiency. Makes us instantly and lukewarm, even in cool water. Ivory Snow is so kind to your hands, you just know it's kind to sheer nylons and lovely blouses, sweaters and lingerie.
2: Oh, Wonderful life,
1: He's so S-N-O-W This is Ken Niles reminding you that for radiantly clean, lovely hair get the shampoo in the tube P-R-E-L-L Prell Shampoo Listen again next week when Prell brings you The Life of Riley And now, stay tuned for Truth or Consequences. Good night! This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.
0: Please send your questions and comments to host at ClassicComedyOTR.com. Come back next Friday for the next episode of The Life of Riley, and check in on Monday for the first installment of the new show that we're going to do on our podcast, The Aldrich Family. Until next time, in the words of Francis Bacon, Seek first the virtues of the mind, and other things either will come or will not be wanted.